Jesus has asked us uh, to live a life that um, is challenging. Jesus has asked us to share a message uh, not only with our hometown and kind of the region around us, but to the ends of the earth. So Jesus has given us an assignment, and he's made it very absolutely crystal clear. You can't do it without help. We have got to receive the help of the Holy Spirit. And that has to become something that is, becomes a, 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 like a regular part of today. I, today, I want to follow Jesus, and I need your help, Holy Spirit, to do that. Uh, today, when I worship you, I need your help, Holy Spirit. Today, when I'm teaching, uh, for, I need your help, Holy Spirit. The, the church has got to move itself into a position where it says we can't do anything. Holy Spirit, unless you empower us, help us, because you're the helper that Jesus sent, we can't do it. We can go through the motions, but we really won't make any progress in what Jesus has assigned to us. So this morning, let the power come. Let the power come. The power of the Holy Spirit, which empowers us, to live and to accomplish the things that Jesus has assigned to us to do. Acts 1, after his suffering, Jesus presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, Jesus said, is what you've heard from me. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Well, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus replied, It's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has sent by his own authority. But this is what you can know. You will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. I want just in where we've been traveling as a church, uh, traveling through a season of grief and trying to encourage us to recognize grief for what grief is and, and that there's a process to go through. This story connects with that. The old gives birth to the new after his suffering. This would not have happened without the suffering of Jesus. Without the passion of Jesus, there would not be a Pentecost. So the passion of Jesus gives birth to Pentecost. Our community... For the, for the past year, has had significant loss in a lot of different ways. And so what we've just been trying to encourage is this, this process that we need to go through. And again, this is, I'm not trying to put a timeline on this. Uh, but what we've got to learn to pay attention to our pain. When you're in grief or you're, you're suffering loss, you've you got to acknowledge that. When the tears come, you've got to cry. It's good to have somebody say, I'm sad. This is a loss. We've got to pay attention to that. 
We learned that it's a great place to pay attention to that is when you spend time with Jesus in your habit of prayer. There's a, time, there's a place for lament and, and just, just grieve. And then that leads to living in the, in, the confusing in-between. Because it seems that, that in this grief, this grieving process, it's, it's not just one prayer and it's over. It's not one tear and we're done. It's, it's a process. And there's this period of time that becomes confusing. And it's a period of time that's disorienting. That's the period of the time that the disciples find themselves in, in this time we're talking about. And then that's going to lead to allowing the old to give birth to the new. The disciples... We're living in a confusing in-between time between the cross and Pentecost. And as you read back through, after his suffering, he's presenting himself alive. He's appearing to them. I mean, it's just this disorientation begins just to stack up. The suffering of Jesus was disorienting. Uh, that, that was a shock to the system. The way that Jesus died and the fact that Jesus died, that, that was disorienting. Wait a minute. How can he be the Messiah? How can he be the Savior of the world if he's dead? Jesus appearing to them. Can you, can you imagine Jesus coming through that wall? That's a double sheet rock wall right there. I mean, Jesus coming through that wall and saying, Hey, good morning. That'd be a little disorienting. Jesus speaking to them. Jesus staying with them. Jesus eating with them. It would, this, is, this, is, this is good news, but it's all, I don't get it. Jesus directing them. Jesus asking them to wait. You need to wait. You need to stay in Jerusalem. That's the time, that's, that, that was a confusing in-between time. But his passion is moving them towards promise. Wait for the promise of the Father. This is what you've heard me say. This is not the first time Jesus said this. I've said this to you. So I'm going to repeat it to you. John baptized with water. But you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and not many days from now. Hold on. The promise is coming. A new birth is about to happen. Do not be concerned about the Father's business. Lord, is this the time when you're going to restore the kingdom? Jesus is saying, that's the Father's business. You know, as I look at those two, and I just, it just the question just went through my mind. How, how much time does the church that I know of Spend trying to do what the Father does rather than to do what we're supposed to do. I mean, how many, how many, how many messages are, well, I'm going to put out the timeline. These are the end events. That's the Father's business. If I'm, if I'm building my life upon a timeline of where, where we're going, that's, that's not even my business. That's the Father's business. Our business is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not to figure out the times and the epics till we get to the end. Does that make sense to you? How much time do we spend doing what daddy's doing rather than doing what we're supposed to be doing? We're supposed to keep the focus. Keep the focus. Keep the focus. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Our job is twofold. Our job is to receive power given by the Holy Spirit. And we are to direct that power towards being a witness to the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. That's what our job is. Pause there for a moment because I'm having a little difficulty. My phone is losing power. Well, we'll just go with the slides. Steve, I'll have to follow you. Now, in the Greek world, to be a witness, and this, this went back to Aristotle. It meant to be a witness to facts, a witness to truths, a making known and confessing of convictions. It was not just simply, you are an eyewitness. It went beyond being an eyewitness. It included that, but it went beyond that. So in the New Testament... It, the, the idea that we are witnesses, we witness his life, his death, his resurrection. And that we're, we're a witness to truth. And, but it's not just, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's also with an invitation to propagate the, the Christian faith by confession. I want you to hear my story about Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. And I want to propagate the Christian faith by inviting you to confess Jesus with me. The task of the witness in the early Christian sense, is to make known a specific fact or truth. Folks, the Holy Spirit empowers us to make Jesus known and to invite others into relationship with him. Period. That's our job. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, we can be a witness of his life, his death, and his resurrection without empowerment. Then that's just like kind of giving a history lesson. We can give all the facts about the time that Jesus lived. We can give the facts about what Jesus did when he was alive. We can give the facts about the death, the resurrection. But if we're not empowered by the Holy Spirit... Well, it's really not out of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that was... I, th- I thought about that all week. Cause, you know, we could all pull out our phones. This thing is like a snake. It was really a memory problem, but Nate, I'm really glad that you got this. We'll just see if it works. It's not. It's okay. You got, a th- got something from my memory? My phone memory. <laughs> All right, go to the next slide, please. So that, that just raises the question. Is this who we are? Is this what we do?
Has there ever, has there ever been a, a time in the history of our community that we have said, Holy Spirit, come upon us and empower our witness to Jesus? How many days do we get up? Part of just part of our daily ritual is to say, Holy Spirit, empower me to be a witness to Jesus today, wherever I go, whether I'm going to work, whether I'm going to the grocery store, the gas station, whether I'm going to stay home and I'm going to visit with my neighbors. Holy Spirit, empower me to be a witness to the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. And give others the opportunity to say, I believe in Jesus. You see, our Jerusalem is New Braunfels, Garden Ridge, San Marcos, Seguin, Canyon Lake. Our Judea and Samaria, Comal, Guadalupe, Hayes, Kendall County. And then the nations remain the nations going wherever we go. On my first trip to, to Chile, I went to Puerto Montt, and when I arrived in Puerto Montt, Pastor Jairo said, Welcome to the ends of the earth. Because <laughs> it's pretty far south. He wasn't quite accurate. It wasn't quite the end. But the road does stop there. We're to go to the ends of the earth. To do, to do what? To be empowered by the Holy Spirit. To witness to the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus and gives other people opportunity to say, I want to follow Jesus. Is that who we are? Do we we spend time talking about that, thinking about that, praying about that? Is that who we are? I mean, the Holy Spirit is not just going to override our, our will, our mind. We've got to say, this is what we want. We want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to tell others about Jesus, to make Jesus known, to make Jesus known to the point when we say, hey, would you like to follow Jesus with me? They say, yes. That's, that's all the business of the Holy Spirit working through us. See, the <laughs> kids got it. They're excited about it. So these, these, this, let your power come. We want you to fill us with your presence and your power. Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence and your power. Do we, is that what we want? We want to be gripped by your presence, your power, and your purpose. I'm just using the words that are right there in Acts 1. We want you to come over us. We want you to empower our witness to the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Go to the next slide, please. Folks, this is what Pentecost looks like. And that's not Jerusalem. That's the Pacific Coast during the Jesus movement. This is what happens when people begin to say, Holy Spirit, empower us to be a witness to the life, 
the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That, that's, that's, those are not bushes up there. That's people. How many people came to faith in Jesus on the day of Pentecost? How many? 3,000. Why did, why did that happen? And they heard the witness from? Hmm? I heard it from the disciples, and then it came down to one that really gave the invitation, and that was Peter was, an empower, Peter was empowered by the Holy Spirit to give a 45-second message, and 3,000 people said yes. That's what it looks like. Now, what if that wasn't the Pacific Ocean? What if this was, what if this water right here was the Guadalupe River? Can you get a vision for that? There used to be a Favorite commercial, you know, how long has it been since you had a good old steaming bowl of wolf and chili? Well, that's too long. It's been too long in my life since somebody came to faith in Jesus for the first time. I've seen a lot of people renew relationship with Jesus, and I think that's a wonderful thing. I think it's great that, that churches exist and can can build people up and strengthen people and teach the Bible and, and help in all kinds of ways. But how long has it been since we have seen a single person profess faith in Jesus? Now, we could complain all day. We could say, well, it's just that stinking culture out there. That's just that secular world. That, that, that rationalism has just got them. Where do you think these people came from? This is the 60s, folks. Who do you think those people are on those cliffs? Did anybody remember the word for those people? These are the hippies. Getting high on drugs and all kinds of stuff. They were not very close to God. So was, the, was it the culture that kept, kept? No, it's not the culture. It's, it's us. Do we want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness to the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus? That's what it comes down to. And I know life is busy. I know we're already overwhelmed <laughs> with raising kids and trying to survive and going to the grocery store. Susan goes to the grocery store every day for me. There's only two of us. <laughs> Would you go back one slide? As I read these again, if this, if this is what you want, you now like the I becomes, I want you to fill me with your presence and your power. I want you to stand. If that's what you really want. If you don't want it, don't stand. 
Nobody's going to sit in judgment of you. Let's just be honest. Because the Holy Spirit obviously knows that this is a Sunday given to him, so he's like here. So be honest with him. But if you want one of these, I'm going to turn my back and you stand, then I'll turn around and then we'll pray, okay? Fair? Holy Spirit, I want you to fill me with your presence and power. Holy Spirit, I want to be gripped by your presence, your power and purpose. Holy Spirit, I want you to come over me. Holy Spirit, I want you to come upon us. Holy Spirit, I want you to empower our witness to the life, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. Steve, if you'd advance the slide. Holy Spirit, we want to see what Pentecost looks like on the bank of the Guadalupe River. Here we are. Let me just ask us just to receive the gift. Holy Spirit, come. It's just a simple prayer. Holy Spirit, we have expressed our desire to you. We're being honest with you. We ask you to come. We acknowledge to you that we, in and of our own strength, our own power, our own good intentions, cannot accomplish what you can do by empowering us to tell others about Jesus and to invite them to follow you with us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come upon us. I'm so grateful that we as a community are willing to ask the Holy Spirit to accomplish this through us. Over the next uh, season, we're going to remind ourselves of Holy Spirit, we need you to empower us. 
again and again and again and again. And the encouragement is whether you had any sensation or not, I believe the Holy Spirit answers this prayer. These are the prayers that he asks us to pray. If you have sensations, that's great. But you don't have to have sensations for him to answer. But what we do need to do is get up tomorrow morning and say, Holy Spirit, empower me for this day. And then we have to learn to keep our eyes open to the opportunities that come our way. And some of those are surprising. Like it's almost like, oh, darn it. (laughs) It's not not really the convenient time for me to tell somebody that the Holy Spirit has really wonderful surprises for us. And, And he's sending us out into our city and cities to be witnesses empowered by him. And so as we do this, it's very appropriate that each week, if someone has a story, we want to tell, you know, we want to tell those stories. Because it's been too long since we've had these stories to tell. Okay? Is that fair? So our assignment is... For us to celebrate today, thank you, Holy Spirit. You've filled us. You've gripped us. Tomorrow morning is to get up and say, okay, Holy Spirit, empower me, empower me to give witness to Jesus today. And to go into the day with expectation, eyes open, and see what he does. And then we'll come back together and hear what he does. And we'll keep asking him to keep doing it. Deal? Okay, thank you very much for our time together.